0: What's up, junkyard dogs?
1: Woof woof. What's up, Joe? New intro. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. What's up, everyone? We're uh back with a new podcast. We're sitting again in our living room in Malaga. And uh to be honest, we had to write some stuff down because we've been going through quite some lows this week, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we have, and uh when we've been out on the rides, uh we've been thinking, we're gonna talk about this. This is a new low of the week. This is a new low of the week and uh, We've just been accumulating them like you wouldn't believe.
0: You'd be thinking, the route in Malaga, life must be perfect. Professional triathletes living it. Well, we're going to unveil the true story today because um, there's quite some lows, isn't it?
1: The, the hills cracked us as well, hasn't it? We even started our ride from Malaga today, drove our bikes to the swim pool because we couldn't face riding up that hill anymore, could we?
0: So let's give a little explanation. Um that's probably the first low of the week, and I don't even know if we spoke about it last week as well. But it's just so low that we have to say it again.
1: That hill. That hill. Yeah, it's just fifteen percent, twenty percent in in ramps, and it's just like you go straight out the door. You're in the smallest gear. You could try and change down. You can't change down anymore. You're riding at three hundred and fifty watts straight out the like straight off the bat. It's just what? fucking horrendous. Like I hate it. I think like,
0: something like 30 minutes, you have to literally grind.
1: I looked to see how long it took us to get to the top the other day and took 40 minutes. Because not only was it 15, 20%, there's raging headwinds. Like I thought Lanzarote <laughs> yeah. was windy. This is this makes Lanzarote look like a kid's playground. Like it does.
0: So another low wind.
1: Wind. Yeah. Wind.
0: Massive, massive wind.
1: I it's- had to descend with one leg, one foot unclipped from my pedals the other day. Because there was massive crosswind. Tom got pushed off the side of the road. Like I've would...
0: been, I've never ever in my life been blown <laughs> off the bike. And last week, while we're riding, I've been blown in the gutter. Yesterday, yesterday, mate. Yes, was it, it? it was crazy. I was scared to death. And I was actually <laughs> Yeah, it was. And I was actually lucky. It wasn't really like something like a real, real big drop-off. If there was a big drop-off, that'd be normal mozzarella.
1: I'd have been doing the podcast solo, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you were lucky. But yeah, the wind blew him up, blew him off the road. I was descending with one leg. Pulled out, and that was just the start of the ride. We ended up finishing off at the cafe. We were too cold to ride home. It was we were starving, and we ended up getting the train home, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we got the train home. <laughs> it was uh, well, at least we had a great track session in.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got. A, well, we actually no, we tried to go to the. Tra- <laughs> t- we tried to do a track session, and it was so strange. Like we went to go on the track, and they said you can't go on. You needed to. Uh, ha- you need to have a card. We said, okay, how do we get a card? And they said, you need to come, you need to buy one on a Monday to Friday. And this was on a Saturday. So we said, oh, well, can we buy one now then? No, you can't. You need to come up here on a Monday to Friday to buy a card to come on a Saturday. And it's 36 euros to buy a card, but you can get one person in. So basically, it's 18 euros to go on the track, but you can't just turn up and pay 18 euros. You need to have come down there during the week to get you in on a Saturday. It makes no sense, but that to me is just sums up Spain perfectly. Always loopholes, <laughs> loads of admin, and it's, just roadblocks put everywhere.
0: It's, it's, not, it's never a simple task, is, it? is it's, it? It's always pool, same story. If you want to go to the pool, you, you, they'll send you from A to B to get a ticket somewhere, make a reservation. It's just such a pain in the ass. And on top of that, language. And don't even get me started language on bear, the coffee.
1: How bad is the coffee generally? Like We have found a couple of good places. But they're in Malaga, aren't they? So they're like, I don't know, 20 minutes away. Exactly. They're worth going. But generally, the coffee is horrendous.
0: You're not really, sometimes you just think that they're taking a piss, that they're unscrewing the sewer, put a bit in there and that gas and they'll give it to you. Like, dirty, this is the coffee,
1: Dirt drain water, dirty water is basically what you get for a coffee in Spain with milk that doesn't even resemble milk. It'll either burn your mouth. <laughs> or it's that horrible, long-last milk that people don't even put in Rent. the fridge that they heat it's up. It's absolutely rough, disgusting.
0: Rough as anything. Showers at our apartment. Showers.
1: Oh, I had a shower the other day. I came back. I was freezing cold because I'd just been windblasted for God knows how many hours. And the flipping thing started off warm. And then after about two minutes... They got freezing cold, and I thought, fucking Tom's I think, in the shower. They're- I
0: think we've got neighbours that love showers or taking a bath because our boiler is always out. I it's thought- always
1: out of warm water, isn't it? I thought Tom was in the shower, and I was thinking, I'm going to just stay in here until he gets out because it'll warm up in a bit. <laughs> And I was in there, it must've been for about 25 minutes. And I said to Tom, that shower was fucking freezing. He goes, I'm not surprised because you were in there for ages. I said, well, weren't you in there as well? He said, no, I wasn't, I was waiting for you to finish. And I said, oh, bloody hell. I said, the thing was freezing. Like I was thought you were in there using all the hot water. So he wasn't even in there using it, you know? So, and it got cold. I was, I was literally lukewarm water. I was trying to warm up. It was, I didn't even warm up. I had to put like trackies and a hoodie and everything on, you know, like hover around. Like I was,
0: but like I was near a campfire or something. (laughs) Another massive law of the week: electricity. We live in a compound, and this I think has to do with some sort of maybe Spanish engineering because apparently we can turn on our oven on grill mode and the uh, cooking plate. But the, the it, hob well, was
1: the hob. Was, I'd actually turned the hob on when I off when I used the grill, so it's, it really, must be even if they're in short it, like period of time because I was doing an omelette, started off cooking it on the hob, put it in the grill to finish it off. Boom. Literally. power cut.
0: Electricity in the whole city, gone, boom, because we put it on grill.
1: And the guy had gone and- home yesterday. So after getting the train back, starving hungry, come back, just have a quick snack. You know, it's like seven o'clock by the time, I don't know, half six, seven. By the time we get in, we've been out starving. all starving. Yeah, starving. Just want cold. Just wanted an omelet. Literally, power cut. We're in dark, no electricity, and we're just sat. No there. security
0: guard. There's nothing. No security guard. And you He's might be, be thinking, home. boys. You two you two guys, come on, you know what a fuse box is, just switch it on. It's not our own fuse box. It's one of like the general apartments. And they and were it's locked. Like they're all locked in like this special thing. So basically, we're totally screwed. You can't get in there unless you've got the key. and it, But we've got the key now because we've got it off him Yeah, in
1: case it happens again. Exactly. But.
0: Another massive low. This is a personal one for me. Uh, we went on that long run the other day. And there was this little branch. It was a bit like a chameleon (laughs) on the the descents. I didn't really see it. So I fell over, face planted on the ground with my chest on a rock. So I bruised a rib and it is mega painful. And it's been killing
1: your training, hasn't it? Yeah, it is. Over (laughs) the
0: last two days, it's got what Since I've done that threshold run session, I ripped something like that rib literally is ripped apart what,
1: from that run session you did i got on the worse coast. yeah i got worse after that it got worse.
0: it's um like i struggle like swimming i can't put any effort in with the swim because if i'm moving like my arm downwards i'm, I'm like I'm, i feel like someone's putting a knife so now you've got mind. an
1: excuse not to go hard you don't even have to like not easy, go hard yeah well, i'm
0: lucky i can still like ride pretty hard now this is actually like a really like a massive massive low um it's uh i've had this before like last year i was participating in this uh, sas who dares wins in the netherlands and uh we had to like fight and i had to fight this european champion all of a sudden and uh, european
1: champion kickboxer yeah
0: yeah and he literally just kicked the shit out of me and, and bruised free ribs and i knew it was <laughs> pit, didn't you painful. say
1: you got a punch on him or something because he was like yeah. assessing like how good you were at the start when you? you got a couple of punches in on him and he right thought,
0: oh. in on his face and he thought all right this guy can fight and then he totally annihilated me went to and bruce free ribs <laughs> <laughs> i just i had to finish the rest of the program anyway i just so now i can tell what it is i, I struggle breathing so, and
1: as you can see our training camps uh, are really fun and we're going to take invites on who wants to come on to the next one it's,
0: <laughs> it's not really uh it's not an oil machine anyway this is probably what hopefully will bring out memories Hi of the week one of their mine is Joe being the pequeno baby. Um, (laughs) After yesterday's ride, we went on the train and we were sitting there and Joe, it was actually the first time in my life I've seen Joan crack. Like the conditions were absolutely abysmal and he couldn't take it anymore. It was on the train, it was nice, warm, comfy, sitting in his nice little chair. And opposite of him was this sweet little grandma. And while Joe was falling asleep... Oh, no, before I
1: fell asleep, though, she offered to give me a mask. Oh, yeah. Because First, I had she was
0: to, literally... She saw that. She saw he had a rough, rough, they're rough really day.
1: um They're really strict with uh, masks here to get in places indoors. And I didn't have one. I was like, oh, shit. What am I going to do? I can't cycle 30Ks by myself back home. It's freezing cold. It's getting dark. And Tom's going to bugger off and leave me because there's no way he's going to do it. Like, if he's got a mask, he's going to get the train. I was going to that's it. I, yeah, yeah. And it would have been... Part of it would have been on trails as well, like on my road bike. So if I punch it, I'd have been totally fucked. <laughs> um, and then. So I was like, right, I've got two arm warmers, I'm gonna to have to time up one of them wouldn't go around my head. So I tied one arm warmer up to the other one to make it a bit longer, and then just tied it up around the back of my head. So I was using these makeshift arm warmers as a as a mask. So I was on the on the train, and she must have saw me and thought, "What the hell has he got on his face?" So after I was falling asleep a bit, she kind of like
0: she thought you you, look, you looked a bit like a hobo. Really, you're worn out. You're sitting in that chair like you've had a rough day. Didn't sleep for five days. You looked hungry, cold. She was like, "All right, at least I can offer him like a proper face mask." I took it, didn't I? So I think that was her first handout to you as a grandma t- taking care of you, <laughs> and. Um later on you were falling falling asleep. I constantly. fell asleep, didn't I? Like a yeah, couple of times, I, didn't I? I woke you up and then I, I told this uh sweet little grandma, I said, Well, um, yeah, he's a uh he's a grumpy old man and he's just really, really tired. <laughs> and then she said, like, No, él es un pequeño baby <laughs> <laughs> He's a like, little baby what? and she was rubbing my head. and She wasn't constantly rubbing your head like and she said, "No, he's a little baby. He's a sweet little baby." And I was <laughs> literally pissing my pants because she was absolutely, obviously, uh, taking. She did care it of a
1: couple of times, didn't she? She was like, when well, every times. time he was trying to slag me off, she was sticking up for me, calling me a little baby and yeah. rubbing my hair.
0: <laughs> it was really funny. But she is the kind of woman I want to have on my training camp. And then when we because... left,
1: she gave me a kiss, didn't she?
0: Yeah, on your forehead. It was really funny. I, I wanted to get Tom. That. Was
1: gutted that he'd missed that on video because he wanted to absolutely rinse me with that.
0: <laughs> that would have been some golden footage for the Instagram post of the week. And she is almost honestly, that's what you want as someone to have on your training camp, isn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, anyway.
0: Um, another high of my is, by the way, Joe, is last weekend um, was the Dutch Championships swimming. And all my little kitties I swim with (laughs) normally, uh, they participated in it. And we spoke about the bonus episode last week. Um, Is it like all right to train with slower people? Well, I think I can now proudly say yes, because some of them have been absolutely smashing it in the pool. Uh, Gold, bronze, silver, like some awesome times I've been telling you all that. But one thing what stood me in the eye, uh, what, what caught my eye was something absolutely amazing. And I I haven't showed you this yet, but all of a sudden there was this, uh, when I was it, watching it live, it was this uh, lady that was swimming at the Open Championships as well. And she is blind and she's doing a hundred meter max effort. And can you imagine doing a hundred meter max effort while you're being blind?
1: It, you'd be hitting the lame ropes, wouldn't you?
0: I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Like it literally gave me goosebumps. What but, do you think she was swimming?
1: Oh, it's probably something crazy. Like I know... Fifty-six seconds or something. Uh, no,
0: it's not that crazy. Right. It was 1- 106 But, but still, it's still good. Yeah, it's awesome. Like but really, because you couldn't really uh, see it, and there were saying about that
1: though. Noel Mulkey told me mm. that one of the training sessions that he's done in open water was you sprint and you have to sprint with your eyes closed because if you can do that in a straight line, mm-hmm. when you start an open water race, you can literally don't have to worry about sighting or anything, you know. And I think that's a really good white mm-hmm. thing to practice in open water. If You can sprint with your eyes closed and keep a, um, a, a straight line because then when you start off in the race, you don't even have to worry about sighting or anything. You can, and that first 100 meters is crucial, isn't it? You know, if you get a bad start, then but you how get
0: scary is it to stand on a stand like that and then jump into the lane, like being blind, and then it's standing on the blocks and it's, it's really, really scary, isn't it? Like, awesome, it's I, I really uh, find that awesome. That's a high of the week, like them kids uh, making me proud uh anyway let's uh we've had think, our loads. do you think you're making the kids proud oh <laughs> Ooh, um, i don't know i actually have to ask them and they'll probably kindly say yes like your mom would she would always tell you you're proud but deep down i don't know um anyway do you actually have a high this week um
1: the weather probably like if i had to pick one the weather
0: <laughs> You've been moaning about the weather all oh, week. I've been
1: moaning about the wind, yeah. But, like, I mean, at least there's blue skies, isn't it? You know, you've got a, this, this... High, a blue sky. High, a blue sky. <laughs> <in> blue sky. <laughs> um, oh, I have had some highs. I think the cafes were all right, what we found in the end, weren't they? True. Probably. I True. mean, there has bit. We've had a good time. We've had some laughs. We make it sound like there's a lot of lows, but we have had a lot of piss taken and
0: stuff like that, and <laughs> yeah. it has been quite funny. I think that's uh, that's a good thing. Um, if, uh, today, we were going out on an easy ride. First, we went to the CAF. And that's how we got to the main subject of the week. Because this week, we're going to talk about triathletes. Because we think we are the special forces. And how, do we get to the, how did we get to this topic? We literally got to this one an hour ago. Triathletes
1: so. were like the SAS, you know, the best of the best. You know, if you're a normal sports person, you might go in the Army, the Royal Marines. I don't know. If you're really desperate, you might go in the Navy um but we are triathletes we're like we're like the SAS the special forces we can we can swim we can go on we can run and we can bike
0: and everything at a top elite level but like what honestly. about
1: so our little story was we were coming back into town we were having a little cruise around Malaga and then we saw this guy up in front and it was like um we're slowly catching we would him. say it was like a red rag to a bull but we didn't really care because we were on an easy ride weren't yeah. we so we didn't we were just cruising in to be honest and we were slowly catching him and then uh we caught him at some traffic lights and um, we saw was like AG2R kit and then he had like DSM socks on and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we thought, oh, I wonder, we probably thought he was a pro cyclist because he had the same bike that they would wear on that exactly. team. So you could kind of tell. But anyway, we just went ahead of him, like once we started at the lights and then randomly he came past us and uh, Tom was like, Oh, do you think he didn't want to be overtaken by two amateurs? Because I mean, I was wearing like some winter jacket. We were we were in stealth mode. We were in stealth mode, no
0: just just the casual ones, you know. And uh, we looked like uh, just just a bit bumming along. And he thought, who really.
1: are these? Who are these? Uh, like amateurs, like riding in front of me. I'm a pro, so he came past, put, did a bit of a like a, a little bit of an effort. He picked L- it up, yeah, yeah he picked it up, definitely, he definitely picked it up because we were doing up. like yeah. what 270 watts. Once he came past us, like yeah. to go without being on his, yeah, so it was like. Fast than zone two. And then, uh, I mean, if it was Rasmus there, he would have had no fucking chance. Nah, like, no way. Not. like He'd be smoking he would have been, Yeah, he would have been totally fucked. So He'd have picked <laughs> on the wrong person. But he came past us and then Tom was like, oh, I was talking to a friend and uh, apparently a Dutch guy from that team's uh, out here. And I said, we'll go and chat to him. So Tom like sprints up next to him and like starts having a chat um I mean, what was he saying, Tom? Was he saying much? Did he have much chat, or was he a bit, uh, it was, was he a bit? It was it
0: was more a one way conversation. Me asking him questions. He just gave me answers to my questions. So I said, "What are you for?" He said, "Training." All right. So I basically asked <laughs> him some some basic <laughs> chit chat questions, and I was like, oh, this "Is yeah, the city's nice? The sun's shining, and uh, what a beautiful and day."
1: Tom definitely it, pissed him off because randomly, out the blue, after about five minutes of riding next to him he suddenly did this burst around yeah. this car and I'm thinking what the fuck is going on like I'm like hitting like 650 700 watts to yeah. stay with him for about 15 20 seconds I'm thinking why are we doing this on like an easy ride you but thought like,
0: maybe Tom asked him what is his one minute PV yeah power can
1: you show? and he said and Tom said can you show me for 30 seconds
0: yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden the thing was there was this car in front of us and he was riding like we were riding like 35 k's an hour just it was 35. a bit dodgy
1: behind the car it though, was right? a bit
0: dodgy yeah but he wanted all of a sudden he want to overtake this car this car was speeding up so all of a sudden we were riding like 50 k's an hour in order to like overtake him it was very unnecessary OTT we're
1: for a recovery in ride in
0: the middle of the city and before that we were overtaking him with 30 k's an hour yeah so
1: we he, were catching him so he was suddenly showing muscles yeah sure it was it was flexing so Tom went up to him and like started the chat again and he had breathing hoped, through his indeed. nose
0: Little did he know that we were the in stealth pros. So casually, I came riding up next to him and uh, still in stealth mode. I've shut my mouth, just did 700 watts for a minute, but I I just acted like nothing was going on. I just, <laughs> I just sat, annoying car that one was. Like, literally, I didn't even turn my hand around for it. But we could tell that he definitely wanted to do something. Like he wanted He to-
1: wanted to do something. I was enjoying it being back there. And I just wish that we were in the country going up some kind of drag or if it was a bit windy just to see like what would have happened yeah. and it would have been quite funny if we did start like trying to smash each other wouldn't it it would exactly. have been quite funny just to see but um, anyway
0: uh, that made us think like triathletes are actually quite awesome
1: but then we got I mean, thinking didn't we as well about cyclists that have like turned to triathlon and then tom told me today about a story about this dutch was she a hockey player? That yeah, hockey a hockey player. Hockey player. She'd only been running for a year. And Tom said to me, what time do you think she did for the marathon? She's only been running a year and just switched over from hockey. And I was like, two hours, 45, thinking that would be pretty impressive. Apparently she did 226, was it? Yeah, or 27? It's damn impressive. Something it was a bit like more that. than a year, though. Bit a bit more than, than a year. year or 18 mega months impressive. In, Maybe 18 Third
0: months. Third fastest female time for a Dutch runner ever. And she came from hockey.
1: Yeah, that's impressive. And then we thought about cyclists that have gone to tri- uh, to triathlon. So Camworth's probably the most successful one. And then there's like Adam Hansen, Andrew Mm. Talansky. And uh, generally, a lot of the cyclists that swap from cycling that go to triathlon don't get the fastest bike splits. I mean, if we look at how Andrew Talansky and Adam Hansen have been, they're still losing minutes over a half Ironman. You know, we're talking three, four minutes generally, sometimes even more up to like seven or eight. Mm. So
0: it is uh, coming from the saying that people always say, at, you were a triathlete so you're just you just suck at three disciplines that's basically it so you can't swim you can't ride you can't run that's why you're doing triathlon
1: and what do we say well we might not be that quick on the swim but we're all right on the bike and run yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's basically it. That's basically it. and the funny thing is um, if you go out with cyclists and they always want to show a bit of muscle so they're just planning on Riding the uh, the right steady hard not to drop you, but they actually played the cards right into our hands.
1: Right into the Iron Man hands, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> we, we love that.
0: We actually love that that steady riding all day long. So basically, people are always saying triathletes are shit at like the sports they will do. Um, whereas I think triathlon is probably uh one of the sports that has been practiced at an amateur level, like one of the highest levels in the world, like next to football and that kind of things. Don't you think?
1: Yeah definitely like the amateurs that do triathlon like even like say the say a, a decent amateur that qualifies for like the world Ironman championships you know in Hawaii they're an amazing level compared to some of the other sports Absolutely. That are like amateurs you know they're training
0: an amazing amount of hours i think you can compare it to like some of the other sports where elites will train at that amount of hours isn't yeah,
1: it yeah yeah it's impressive and the the fact like if you look at how they compare over the three disciplines to like The you know the level they generally race at over the free, considering they're an amateur is very is really impressive. Like I think triathletes are massively underestimated in terms of like the
0: other day. The other day I um uh, the national radio uh, called me if I wanted to do a little interview on uh, on the radio uh, about Christian's blumenfeld's his uh, performance breaking the world record, and uh, one of the interviewers said to me. So I was talking about like he said, "How can you ride forty five k's an hour? How's that possible?" And I said, well, there's a couple of things. First of all, uh, aerodynamics is a bit different in triathlon because in normal cycling, they've got the UCI rules um so there were a couple of things i was going on about and last thing as well because we're just beasts mate we're beasts and he was like <laughs> we're yeah, the special forces <laughs> mate <laughs> we're the special forces of sports mate there's and, special forces
1: in everything as well like if you're in a, if you're a doctor the special forces are the gps aren't they yeah definitely know a lot about everything don't and, they not a lot about one thing
0: and and the thing <laughs> is a lot of people just underestimate how strong tribe leads are lionel sanders prepped for his uh a canadian hour record attempt maybe a month and he got it um You've got Cameron worth from professional cycling. Like he's a professional cyclist, yet he's not really like taking fifteen minutes out of the best uh, uh cyclists in triathlon, and is he?
1: With that Lionel sure. Sanders one in the same week, he ran a fourteen thirty five k on the track solo. You know what his misses recorded, and yeah. then, like literally four days later, broke the Canadian hour record. So you know you could be a cyclist trying to break that Canadian hour record, but you ain't going to be running fourteen thirty. Unless you're Tom Pidcock and got a dodgy garment. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah. exactly. It's just uh, look at Alex She. What did he run in the nationals? Gold 20,
1: 27, uh, forty for ten k. Qualify for
0: the Olympics for
1: it? Uh, well, he could have if it was an Olympic qualifying year. You know, like yeah, it, right? yeah. It probably it would have been very close. Like it would have been won the standards. But yeah, and he was ten k national champion. You know, while training for triathlon. Exactly. Which, like you know, kind of puts bit, the others to shame, outside. doesn't it? Yeah. Which, Mo Farah runs slower this year trying to qualify for the Olympics than what Alex Yee did when he did that 10K. And that was just thrown in amongst triathlon season. It wasn't like he trained specifically for it for three months. It was like, I'm doing triathlon training. Oh, there's a 10K national champs. But I think
0: that is what pisses people Uh, off.
1: Morgan Pearson as well. Like this, I saw actually the other day, uh, or actually today, that yes, they finished eighth in the American half marathon champs and did a 61-minute half marathon. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, only 40 seconds off winning. That
0: is what pisses people off they're doing running full-time and then come to this stupid triathlete and he's just doing it and he's like, oh no, oh, I didn't taper for this run. I run a one or two, like stuff like that. It just pisses people off. Whereas we're not training full-time for it. It's I just... think
1: um, a good example to look at is uh, Gwen Jorgensen. Like when she was doing triathlon, she was absolutely killing the run. And I noticed that when she first swapped from triathlon to running, she was running like low 15 minutes for 5K. And I think she hit her, her 10K PB back in triathlon training and I actually think that now since she swapped to running she's actually got slower at running since she's not been doing triathlon and I think part of the reason from that is when you're training from triathlon you're still running like you know a decent amount but you're getting 20 hours plus maybe even up to 30 hours of aerobic aer- gains of, yeah exactly of aerobic exercise so your heart and lungs are just getting so strong because you're doing all this that when she swapped to running She's maybe only running 10 hours a week. Uh, she might be doing a lot of gym stuff. Because you lots...
0: can't really run 200, 300K. Exactly,
1: yeah. And she might have been doing mm-hmm. a lot of gym stuff. So it might have helped her biomechanically. And maybe she's got a bit more efficient. But I think her cardiovascular system mm-hmm. is definitely going to take a hit. Because all of a sudden, you're only doing 40% of the cardio that you were doing before. So you, your heart's not getting the same workout. Your muscles aren't getting the same workout. You know, So everything is actually detraining in that area. And I think that's a, that's an area where a lot of sports could actually improve. Like I saw, Eilish McColgan, who's um, one one of our top runners, and she incorporates a lot of cross training and cycling in her training, so mm-hmm. she can get more cardio in um, and uses the watt bike a lot. And she's been running PBs, went to Olympics this year. And yeah, that's what we've been it.
0: talking about. Like other sports should incorporate more. Um, cross sporting in order to get like yeah. more gains, so like being a more Especially well-rounded if you're a athlete. runner.
1: I think a lot of runners could do with cycling to get some like easy, yeah. easy aerobic, aerobic.
0: taxing stuff on the yeah, body. Yeah,
1: like some three-hour rides where they're not working that hard because if they do a lot of three-hour runs, they're just going to deaden their legs, and not get the speed in. But doing take few- for
0: example a professional triathlete and a professional cyclist. So a prof- professional cyclist, they train around fifteen. To 20 hours a week, meaning something between 450 and six six hundred and fifty Ks. Some of them do a bit of strength training. Um, whereas a triathlete, uh, the top elite uh, elite's talking about, they train easily between twenty-five and thirty-five hours Some cyclists would travel more
1: train more though, wouldn't they? Would they not try train more than that? Like mm, twenty-five hours, don't
0: you reckon? No. Like low no. impact. Low impact. Yeah, yeah, still low impact. Maybe, maybe the art weeks, but you've got a funny
1: story with your friend, didn't you? Because you train with uh Edith. Tom actually trains with uh, Edith Skelling, is that how you say it? Yeah, from Borough so, Who ago. Who got the polka dot jersey, didn't he, in the Tour de France? Yeah, how yeah long, the first week. How long was he wearing it for? Uh, a week. He was wearing it for a week, but Tom's got a funny story about what he was telling me earlier, because we were having a little bit of a laugh after we saw that guy Um who was cycling because we we wondered who he was, so we looked up. He's like an Australian that rides for uh, an Austrian that rides for DSM, yeah. Um,
0: so basically, um, when Edis started riding for Bora Hansgrohe uh, Gro in uh, the Netherlands, people didn't really yet knew there was someone riding for Boran's Grower so we, we were on a ride Full well, they kit were, wanker they thought full didn't they? kit yeah 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 we were on multiple rides where people were like oh you must be a big fan he's <laughs> got like the helmet and the bike and at first he was like big, taking a piss so like, you can yeah, imagine yeah.
1: mid-twenties and they're like oh he's a big fan look and he I, spent all I, his I pocket always, money on it <laughs> I was
0: always taking a piss I was like he's a huge fan you should see his garage at home he's got everything <laughs> and he's got the last three team bikes they had <laughs> <laughs> And they, they, either would always say like no I'm on the team with with Peter Sagan, and I would say, and would you yeah, say? that's um, a good world, joke. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <an> world <Umberle> champion, <laughs> 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 no, it's like it's actually pretty funny. But he's uh, yeah. and didn't some
1: women say uh, wouldn't believe him, wouldn't she? You yeah, said he until he well. showed
0: like some pictures with Peter Sagan and all that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's quite funny. But anyway, like getting back to the story, so they're training like twenty hours to twenty five hours, like tops, a week. Whereas yeah. I think they could massively gain from doing more sports. If you look at triathletes, for example. How many hours do you think uh, some of them train? I think the average some pro triathletes train like thirty hours.
1: Yeah, I think twenty five. I think generally, like as a pro, t- low twenties would be low, would be very low, yeah. and like some do up to like thirty five hours. I think exactly. that, which is like on right on the upper end. Um, but what an interesting thing was some pro triathletes. Uh, oh, sorry, pro cyclists can actually. They do a bit of running in their off season. Apparently, I can't remember if it was you that told me this or someone that, oh, yeah, 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 because they're getting a lot of bone problems that they're, uh, you know, from just sitting down and no impact. That a lot of them have been told to run a bit, you know, in the off season just to strengthen them up because mm-hmm. obviously you can, they can, they can get weak, can't they? Quite brittle. But um, we saw the uh, the Yates, one of the Yates brothers, did a marathon. And it was just under three hours, which is not bad. I mean, it's, it's not great, but it's like, all right, I guess mm-hmm. for not much run training. But then you've got to admit that you've got to guess that he is a professional athlete, so he should be pretty quick. But then we saw Tom DeMoulin, yeah, 32 crazy. minutes for yeah. a 10K, which is bloody impressive, considering yeah. like he's done no running or if he has done running, very little run mm-hmm. training because he's been training for uh cycling but it would be really interesting to see tom de moulin do some duathlons he or wants even to triathlon.
0: do a uh, an ironman in the future yeah exactly. i
1: think he'd be very good if he's doing 32 minutes for a 10k off no run training he's not very naturally talented at running like he must be biomechanically great
0: yeah the, i think so too and uh on top of that so um i think that other sports could benefit from doing some more sports either weightlifting or go for a little swim like just easy it's just great isn't it yeah yeah definitely I mean, uh, take the leap a little bit because triathletes are like uh, MMA fighters. If you comp- compare it to like uh, <laughs> cyclists <laughs> or runner, yeah, it is because MMA fight. Or- you need to be very well rounded, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you do. And it's also that um, the way our bodies are probably we are more like uh, mesomorphic, like a bit yeah, yeah, muscular upper body. You know the uh... so
1: you look a bit better on the beach than a tri- than is, a cyclist. Don't you yeah? can
0: tell what is a triathlete and what is a runner. Anaerobic, yeah, talk. runners,
1: sightless, like no upper body. If they more, swimmers have got the best, haven't they? Like, if you were going to be one of the free sports and you wanted to like look good, you'd definitely. want to be a swimmer, wouldn't you? But,
0: but the legs, legs, mate. Some yeah. of the swimmers they have really, really t- tiny legs. So but I would get,
1: I would rather have tiny legs and like the upper body what they've got than uh, really. Yeah, because a runner hasn't got that big legs, so a swimmer have they, and they just I look real, they look like kids. In between, kids, in, between in between, yeah. To, so the moral of the story is, you want to be a triathlete.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want to be, and the good, cool thing as well about triathletes is. Uh, going back to that SAS thing, special forces, we are indeed like James Bond. A runner, a swimmer, and a cyclist will always say to a triathlete, what the hell is that gadget? We've always got gadgets. Yeah. Whether it's a glucose monitor, whether it's like uh, uh, a somewhere, yes. uh, um, you're a 16 a hour triathlete, but still got like a dual sided power meter, um we've always got all the gadgets
1: just remember blokes if you're going on a night out and you don't want girls to pester you just put your glucose monitor on exactly (laughs) they won't talk to you exactly (laughs) and what was the uh you you saw a funny thing didn't you um some neck workout thing didn't you
0: yeah that's going to be a bullshit workout and uh, bullshit buster in the future right? oh is it that's yeah. getting me excited is this, oh, that this, is away, a, yeah. this is a really
1: funny one like uh, one. i would love to talk more about it now because i could absolutely rinse this product <laughs> <laughs> i told you by
0: looking at it it looked like some really uh, futuristic stuff anyway um the good thing about being a triathlete as well is you just shut everyone up at a party You've always got someone bragging about their 10K PB or their park run or whatever. But as soon as you stop in and you say you tell you're an Ironman, no one can step it up, really. Can someone step it up, an what, Ironman? What about that
1: guy that rode, that did triathlon around the world? Oh well, yeah. Well, <laughs> you, you don't see a lot of it them put guys you to, sleep. It put <laughs> <you> to sleep.
0: <laughs> it put you to sleep. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: but anyway, like, if you've got an Ironman, finish your tee or whatever, you just... Chop people up.
1: Oh, yeah, but you don't want to wear an Ironman Finisher tee. Street cred for life, mate. Ironman Finisher t's 2 OTT. Yeah, yeah you like, that's not going to wear that that's, to a lot like, embar- of embar- That's a bit embarrassing, but I think. I use them as bike rounds. I think
0: the reason why people think triathletes are dicks is pr- basically because we're at a party and you're basically saying, Yeah, I did a half marathon. I'm pretty stoked with my time. And then I'd say something like, "Oh, really? What did you bike then?" And you'd be like, what, <laughs> "What? What do you mean? Oh, oh, sorry, I, I've only..." done And then you'd ask me, "What's your half marathon time?" "Oh, I'm sorry, I've only done one six years ago. I only do it in half Ironman." If you're uh, a keen, but still faster than yours. I think <laughs> that's just the main reason why people think drive leads are dicks, don't you think?
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, you can tell Tom's pissed a few people off at dinner parties, <laughs> can't you?
0: It's uh, it's just massive street crack. It's just. Status bonus for life. <laughs> it's an upgrade you just need to get.
1: So what's, uh, what's the uh, next thing then we're going to talk about? I can't remember now. Is it Instagram yeah. post a week or is it Bullshit Buster? Let's,
0: let, uh, let's first talk about some race results because there oh, were some races going on. The race so results. Get-
1: yeah. So Indian Wells, Lionel Sanders came out on top. Looks like he smashed it. Like, actually, he didn't have that good a swim compared to what he had ha- had been having in previous races. He had a
0: really good year this year with regards to the swim. Yeah, with regards with, to the swim. Like he improved. His, his swim has
1: gone up a massive level. So for him to lose three minutes in the swim, I and looking at the people that swam, that lost time and got out of the water about a minute 45 to 2.15 down... I think he would have expected to be with them. So I think he would be a bit disappointed with that swim in the race. Mm-hmm. Three minutes behind Vincent Louis, two minutes behind the next guys like in the pack. Um, I think he would like to have been one minute closer. Um, and then had a good bike, biked two hours, annoyingly. The Ironman coverage was absolutely shocking and there was one time split on the whole of the bike which was You can't get it.
0: Like the local park run where yeah. your, uh, people from the birthday party go to has got a better timing time yeah. than Ironman. Your park the run Ironman,
1: has yeah. better tracking than an, an Ironman which is absolutely shocking. Like why there's not TV coverage when you've got Lionel Sanders with his profile, Vincent Louis, Yale Gaines who won like a WTS and loads of other decent athletes. It was a big yeah, yeah, 45 pros, an awesome field and there's not let alone actual coverage showing the race there was one time split on the bike at nine miles so after nine miles you didn't know what was happening until the end but anyway it turns out that lionel sanders caught vincent lewitt because he had a bit of a crash uh vincent started the run pretty well but then faded probably because he was a bit wounded people
0: wanted us to um to chat about that crash a little bit um we were not sure exactly what happened but what i uh well, it, like it, it sounds like a policeman sent him off course. Yeah, a policeman sent him off course. He's driven into like some sort of neighborhood into a Tesla car. Um, that obviously is very unfortunate and very, very bad. So the car the,
1: wasn't expecting you know, to see anyone because it was in a neighborhood. Uh, but the poli- but the policeman sent him in yeah. that area. So it was just a. An the,
0: the debate is really um, hard, really, because um, is a triathlete responsible for knowing the course? yes but what if an official tells you to go off course what do you do it's really you're going to go off the course exactly aren't you? but so, i think
1: they need to make it they say the athletes are responsible for knowing it but generally it's impossible to know all 56 miles of a bike course or 112 you're doing an ironman and when you're in the moment you're not quite thinking right are you you know you're exactly. like you literally you got to think that guys are breathing out of their ass they're riding 330 to 340 watts he's smashing it because he doesn't want to get caught he wants to get off the bike with a buffer and if someone tells you the wrong way then you're going to go it you're going to go that way but also they should have cones to stop you from going that way so it's completely obvious that And like, then you've
0: got a guy so Vincent absolutely smashing it 330 watts in the zone policeman donut behind the steering wheel chilling out a little bit he doesn't get it
1: no and one thing that me and Tom both said because i've had this before where i've been sent the wrong way as well but i've learned my lesson and what I do now is I always put my route for the race on a Wahoo. So exactly. even if I go the wrong way, straight... Follow the dots. Yeah, you follow the dots. And even if you're not looking at the map on there, it will start flashing red lights, won't <laughs> it? And make Yeah, it starts kicking off at you. So you know straight away, oh shit, I've gone the wrong way. If you so, know, you know. If you know, you know. So if you haven't got one, get a Wahoo, get, all, get the GPX files of all the races you do, put them on there and you won't be taking a wrong turn. And it gives you peace of mind if you're not sure whether or not you have taken the right turn. Or the wrong way in a race. That policeman
0: was probably a runner or a cyclist.
1: Yeah, he was probably a runner or a cyclist and wanted to shut him up at the dinner party. Exactly. Maybe Vincent pissed a home stay off or yeah, something. but then
0: triathlete being a triathlete, not giving up. Not giving up. <laughs> <laughs> he just went to the finish line. Oh, this is also what we wanted to talk about. Like Because um, what caught my eye was we both saw a runner that was going to run Marathon Valencia, but both pulled out, two professional runners. I just don't get it. Why runners so often pull out of a race? I think it's just lack of of uh, grit and and yeah, lack uh, of grit. A lot resilience. of them pull out.
1: It's like they have something that goes slightly wrong. Like, oh, my tummy was aching. Oh, my legs didn't feel a hundred percent, so I pulled out of the marathon. It's like sometimes you've just got a, but you know, you've just got a. Put put up with it. You've got to dig in. You've just got to grind it out. You know. Yeah. I think that's what builds character. You know. Wired differently. Yeah. You've got to be. You know, like if you're like Tom was telling me about a couple of them that did the Olympics, uh, and I've had I know a couple of guys that did the Olympics for the marathon. They just pulled out because they were like feeling bad in the one heat. One had humidity. a bad
0: tummy, and out of the other one felt felt bad in the heat. Yeah. I'm like, mate, you've qualified for the Olympics. Other people qualified as well, but couldn't go because there weren't enough spots. Yeah, I and think. You're just- Step I think it up. it's
1: disrespectful not it's not, finish, disrespectful, not finishing yeah. it, especially in the Olympics. And to be honest for yourself, surely like you don't know whether or not you're going to qualify for the Olympics in four years' time. And you've taken the chance of someone else that could have gone, and there's everyone's watching you. The country's paid for you to go out there. They've paid for the funding. You owe it to everyone else and to yourself to really finish it and do the best you can do on that day. And that might not be what you hoped for, but it was the best you could do on that day. And in the end, in 20
0: years' time you could tell I finished an yeah, Olympic marathon. Exactly.
1: At the end of the day, who wants to say in 20 years time, we're talking about it when people ask, oh, how did you did the Olympics? How did it do? Or a DNF, you know? Why? Oh, my tummy hurt. My tummy hurt. What a pussy. Like, you <laughs> know, a man up, do not you? Right? I know.
0: And on top of that, if you didn't finish, they could get that uh, Olympic tattoo.
1: Yeah, like, uh, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> can't get it if you didn't finish. You yeah. like, I did. Um, I, I, I remember doing Kona in 2016. I had an absolute, sh- had an absolute shocker. Like it wasn't my day. Um, but I, I i carried on, you know, I finished it. Like I was out there for a long period of time. And um it made me it kind of built a bit more grip because it was shit and I thought, I don't want to go through this again. Um next two times I went there, I got top ten both times, and it and it felt way, way better than you know, than it had done before I had that bad race because I had experienced the low the lowest of lows, you know, walking along the Queen K. It was fucking horrendous. Like, you know, I thought this is shit. It pissed me off, and I thought i am never going to experience this again in corona when i come here and i think if you pull out when the going gets tough you're always going to pull out when the going gets tough in sport you know you've got to dig in you've got to battle the demons and that's part of the racing isn't it you know exactly it's, it's overcoming adversity
0: exactly that's uh, so that's a lot of them don't want to don't and, want to
1: do it do they you know and you kind of look at them and you just think you pull out in racing like that what what else do you stop at, you know, in life? I mean, it's a bit of a rant what I'm going on exactly. here. But like, just
0: give people a rant like this whenever you go, when you're go, at a birthday party and people didn't finish a race or something and then you tell them, I'm a triathlete, I'm but it seems a
1: lot. it seems a lot of them do that, though. Like, I see it all the time in marathons and they hardly race as well. They do, like, two races a year, you know. They'll pull out one because something went a bit bad and they won't race for six months. And you think, Jesus, like, you know, say you're at your peak for three years and you might only do three marathons. It's like, what a waste of time. All that time you're putting in, all that training and um You've got nothing to really show but, for it.
0: And they've got loads of injuries. And I think that's always also got to do with uh many of them hardly eat anything. They're hardly. Skinny, hard, yeah. It makes you really sensitive for like Yeah, hardly injuries. eat
1: anything. So they're depleted all the time. They train too much on the road, not enough cross training. Don't do gym stuff as well. A lot of them because they're worried about bulking up I and muscle. I think they should
0: put them uh, the marketing of that glucose monitor right in that running zone because oh, uh, they, them would them runners, they would love uh, it They would. They would. Basically, they would. Need it.
1: yeah. If you wanted to, if you wanted to make something to make some money, sell something to a runner that will help them get to race weight, they'll be all over that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: probably. <laughs> um, well, uh, let's go on. Uh, still Indian Wells. Uh, Jelle Geels yeah. came in third. He had a five-minute penalty. Five-minute penalty. Five-minute penalty. Um, looking. At the strava like he's he had a quite decent ride like still he averaged a bit more like something like 300 watts and he's yeah quite it, looks, wide, it so. looks
1: decent it looks decent but we have had two things haven't we like someone said that he was drafting pretty bad obviously we can't name you can't our tell sort, you we can't, can't name tell our like, sources but
0: um still he uh he wrote pretty hard
1: 290 and, watts for someone his weight watch he, what does he weigh like he must be 60 something yeah kilos, something like he? that yeah it's it is quite, big it sounds like big power so who knows it could have been an unlucky uh, penalty, or, you know, it yeah. might not have been. We but still know, being but.
0: able to come in third with a one hundred and eight on yeah, a legit a course on is a legit. mega wrapping. Yeah,
1: that's the thing with this race. We've seen it on Strava. This was a legit run. So he ran one hundred and eight. Lionel ran 109. On a technical
0: course as well. It was twists and turns everywhere. Twists
1: and turns around a golf course. So fair play to Lionel and Yelgeens, like, you know, sub-110s on a legit course. We're not talking one of them courses where it's 400 meters short and you've got a bonus 90 seconds. Yeah. This was basically... 50 meters short, probably from what we're saying. Basically Crazy. 50, 60 Crazy. meters. So you're talking 12 seconds, so nothing. This is not what pe-
0: pisses people off at a party. Yes, I run a 108, off the bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, isn't that it? That would
1: piss people off at the party, yeah.
0: I put 10 minutes into you while, while you're being tapered and all that, I it off the bike, <laughs> under fatigue. And a swim. Yeah, yes. and a swim and uh, yeah. So yeah,
1: he, did, he got top three uh, in the women's one. I can't remember who won. But I did see Tamara Jewett, who has been absolutely flying at the moment. She ran a one thirteen, which is the fastest half marathon run that she didn't do that in this race, but she did do it in another race earlier this year, where she ran a one thirteen faster than any other female had ever run over the half distance. And she came second and stormed up the field. I think she ran a one sixteen in this one.
0: Everyone was running like one twenty-four, so she put almost put like nine minutes into every nine minutes into her
1: but the fact that the men run seven or eight minutes into her the top two is incredible because she's very fast runner she's if she can sort out her biking i think it is that lets her down she will be a massive threat because she's quicker than ann haug on the run uh quicker than lucy charles she's like the fastest runner but she's just got weaknesses and that's the Mm -hmm. thing that's the problem although she's that good on the run she's not Execute, she's not getting the victories because the standard is so high across the board in females that if you do have a couple of weaknesses or one big weakness, you're getting exposed. And who was it who won, Tom? Danielle Lewis. Danielle Lewis, so it's obviously pretty consistent across the board and then end up winning by about a minute. And then who was it in third place? Ali Brower. Ali Brower. So I'm not too familiar with these girls, but it seems like it was a pretty close race in the women's field mm-hmm. with how much splitting the, the top
0: three or four? uh top four at about like six minutes five no, six minutes
1: five six minutes so there was reasonable gaps then um
0: yeah but that's what you've seen the men men's in this race as well like chris Liefenman was about six minutes down wasn't it
1: yeah i guess but, because lionel ran so fast it yeah. kind of put a lot of time into <laughs>
0: people
1: i did see on a thing that he was said he was going to bike the bike like there wasn't a run as well so yeah. like if he did bike the bike like that then like He really pulled it out. I mean, it's a shame that Vincent had the crash because it would have been good to see him going head-to-head and potentially Yale Gaines if he didn't get the five-minute penalty. That would have been a good race. But I mean, I guess we've got that to look forward to next year, seeing some of these guys go head-to-head. Another
0: race of the week is uh, Clash Daytona.
1: Yeah, Daytona was a great one. Like I was watching um, a lot of that. I mean, I didn't realise it was actually on the Saturday. I thought it was on the Sunday, so I kind of missed most of the racing but then signed up and watched it it costs like two quid to watch it. I think that's a good idea to when it's charging people two quid. If it can get like decent audiences and it can get some extra money into the sport and make, if they can get better coverage because they're paying for it. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but personally, I think it's a good idea if they can get more money into the sport and do something with it, either up the prize prize money so you get a better field start in the races and ideally better coverage as well. But um Ditlev got off the bike of a two minute lead over Blumenfeld two and a half minutes I think he had but then he lost time in transition which is um a bit of a schoolboy error or definitely needs practicing um because you don't really want to be losing time in transition you know as free time I, I used to have terrible transitions but then I re- that was one thing where I was losing I was literally losing like a minute in transitions so I had to really work on that I ended up when I was in New Zealand having some transition competitions with my sister and uh fiance, Laura and um they were absolutely kicking my ass at it and it made me think oh and they were they were like embarrassed for me they were like god you're meant to be a professional at triathlete and we're (laughs) beating you in transition so I did some practice and then at the race Ironman New Zealand I went from having a terrible transition in Wanaka where I lost about a minute to having the fastest or second fastest T2. In Switzerland. In, no, in New, in New Zealand. Oh, that was in New oh, Zealand, right, just from oh, practicing it. So it is one thing to think. It's one of them things that you think, I can't be asked to practice. And it could be shit. key
0: in, for example, a race where you might miss the pack or just not. Well, if
1: Ditlev had managed to save an extra 25 seconds in transition, if he could have done that, then potentially, because I think he lost about 20 seconds, if he could have like saved that 20 seconds, it would have been, made it a lot harder for Blumenfeld to catch him. And he, Blumenfeld wouldn't have caught him until like well into the last lap. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it might not have made them a difference, but, you know, sometimes when people are quite far behind, that can make them think, oh God, am I going to do this? You know, or mm-hmm. you've got a lot bigger lead. You can kind of hang on to it. But in the end, Blumenfeld won anyway and uh, he's been on form he was the, probably the favourite for that race it was always going to be hard for someone to beat him with his run
0: it was really exciting though with Ditliff coming off the bike with such a lead like I it, wanted he, to, wa- he kept on really strong till he, like something like nine miles in or something something
1: like, like that. that he looked awesome and then, and then just like he was obviously running
0: dark, felt yeah
1: <laughs> <incredible>. <laughs> he looked he uh, looked Pretty bad after about 10 <laughs> yeah. miles, but I mean, he but was, he's had an
0: awesome season. Yeah. I mean, to be to be uh just one and a half minutes down from Christian Blumenfeld is uh in 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 this race well, it, uh, f- with fading so bad. Um, I think like decent. Well, and he's really improved, improved so much Loads. over the last 12 yeah, months yeah.
1: that if he improves that much again, then he's going to win like a race like that. And exactly. he beat Johnny Brownlee and a load of ITU guys in 70.3 in Portugal recently, yeah. which and he did it on the run. He didn't get off the bike with much of a gap, so he can run as well. Like you, you mm-hmm. wouldn't think so with someone being that strong on the bike, but and also his swims improved quite a bit. To be fair, as well, he, I think he was only like forty yeah. seconds down at twenty after seconds, twenty seconds. Wow, yeah. So like he's uh, massively improving his swim. So he's oh. definitely one to watch for next year. And then third place was Rudy, Rudy Van yeah. yeah, he's had a lot of it, lot of illness and injuries. Like he had to pull out the Cons Cup, which is going to be gutted because not only would he have wanted to take part in it, being the first race. He actually t- lost quite a lot of money in the end from actually not taking it. You know, with the PTO points. Yeah, with the PTO points. At, so yeah. basically, they would pay you like from where you were in the rankings. And I think, like, you know, I'm I'm just assuming that he would have got twenty thirty thousand dollars, maybe something like that, because he was quite high. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when he decided not to pull out, he would have got five thousand dollars. But he could have started the race, had a shocker, and got the extra twenty to, you know thousand dollars. but he decided before the race no i'm not feeling it like i'm not going to take part like it's not fair and he let the another guy colin chartier take part and take his spot it's humble though yeah exactly like a really good thing to do and it's great to see him back in form you know and uh, on the podium again because he's i think he's a he's really strong athlete like i remember watching him in st george earlier in the year and he was flying He's always on the bike. up there uh, in a really, really
0: strong race, like he, stacked fields. Yeah, and
1: he races it well. He doesn't, he's not a pack rat, is he, on the bike? You know, he's someone that swims hard and then tries to bike off the front and then hang on on the run, which I quite like that. I don't like watching people that like sit in the bike. Really? Don't you like that? No, I hate it. Like, <laughs> like Seeing people that just sit in, expecting right. a free ride, and then taking their chances on the run with whatever position they get off the bike in. It's just like such a wimps way of racing, isn't it? And
0: what we said last week, we were hoping for Tom Davis to have a get race. And I would say he had a he had a good race. Yeah, he
1: did have a good race. He didn't have any mechanicals, any injuries, nothing to speak of. So that's a good race. And he finished like seven, so he actually got some cash. So boom, boom, end of season. He'll be having a good Christmas now. Tom, over you to- can get me a Christmas present after I gave you good luck on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, over to the ladies is won by Jackie Heron. Also absolutely smashing it on the run. But that Marjolaine Pierre, we spoke about her a couple of podcasts ago as well, flying 104. Flipping egg. That's like only like three minutes or two and a half minutes slower than uh, Ditlev and Rudy van Berg is Holy really, shit, really, really, really quick. Like she is a really quick runner. Um, second, Lucy Hall, uh, the role not far apart, like just a couple of seconds uh, between uh, first and third is only one, only a bit minute, like a minute um but we couldn't really watch the women's race but as soon we tuned in like when we knew we missed it
1: yeah yeah w- w- as soon as we knew we tuned in it was a shame because the women's race looks like it would have been really exciting with how close it was in the end 20 seconds you know i, w- I wish I, w- I wish i did see it but um i just uh, we just thought it was on sunday didn't we we were looking forward to watching that on sunday night All on, on the gram
0: boom, i just out. saw it on
1: the gram yeah i saw it on instagram stories I saw Mark Matthews. for the
0: instagram post of the week boom and then I was Can't like, oh, shit,
1: like I'm missing the race. Um, so I quickly signed up to her and watched what I could. But anyway, fin- end of the season, really, with racing. I mean, we had Western Australia as well. Uh, Matt Crazy but-
0: quick. Oh, that Lucy Hawkins swim, by the way.
1: Oh, She went. Damn, she, she went- swam
0: faster than Christian Blumenfeld.
1: Mate, she's an awesome swimmer. She got out of the water with Lucy Charles in a race I did eat. And she's Holy like, shit. yeah, she went to the Olympics like uh, in 2012. She's actually quite young, but she went to the Olympics in 2012. She must have been like faster 20 or something. That's bloody impressive yeah Yeah, that's really impressive Flipping crazy i didn't realize she was that good but she must have been like the fastest swimmer of the day then how much did she take out of blumenfeld
0: um four seconds
1: oh almost as quick as ben canute then so basically if she was in the women's race she would have been out the water ben canute because she would have had feet sit on wouldn't she that's
0: impressive you know like yeah that's really really good when if
1: blumenfeld's getting chicked then you know they're flipping good don't you yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's uh that is so um the other race, Western Australia, and look like Matt Burton won. He's from Perth, so local race for him. It's a shame that you, we can't get into Australia at the moment because that's the race that is on my bucket list, and I would have loved to have done that. I've actually been there training to Perth for a couple of months. Awesome place. If you ever get the uh, opportunity to go out there, out of all the places I've been to, people always ask me, where's the best place you've been for training? And Perth, Western Australia, is the best place I've ever been to. It's got mountains just outside the city. It's got awesome cycle tracks to get out where you can avoid the cars. Mm-hmm. shit loads of 50 meter pools the weather's amazing the beaches are amazing the running club out there front runners is absolutely awesome like the coaching for that run club is probably the best coaching i've ever seen at a run club um it's just an amazing place and it's so nice mm-hmm. to see can't speak highly enough of it so that's on my bucket list to go there and western where races in western australia is near where all the breweries and uh, mm-hmm. wineries are so if you're into your wine and stuff like that sounds Perfect. like a place for me joe mate we need to get there if we Don't can- you think
0: is, is the weather something for the mozzarella you reckon
1: oh the mozzarella is going to struggle in the weather it's oh, like I- you can get up to 40 degrees mate in the summer oh. but you'll have to cross your fingers <laughs> yeah you'll have to you'll be raiding them ice baths mate on there on the uh, course you know the ice buckets you'll have to be uh, making ice noise of them. but for training it is incredible Um, um
0: women's race is uh as won by carl Simpson. Um Carly Simpson I think it's a shame though it's not something they can do something about that there were only three women in three the race women games. which
1: is a bit unfortunate and there was an hour between the top three which is crazy really there needs to be more strength in some of these races I mean I know it's hard with COVID and stuff but yeah, seriously three, three females racing pro in the race I mean I think this is a controversial thing that what I think they should do is if you finish in the top 10 or whatever the prize money, say the prize money is top 6 top 10 whatever if you get beaten by an age grouper then that age grouper gets the prize money because they were in that position. And I know people can say, yeah, but it's a different race. Yeah, it is. But you are supposed to be a professional and you are supposed to be quicker than them. So like, you know, that is your job. These guys could be working a 40-hour week. And if they beat you, then they deserve the money. I don't think it matters. If you've got a professional, you just get It's also about the
0: running race. There is not really a difference if you're an amateur runner on the league. No, exactly. It's always like just one You finish it, you get it, you know?
1: And if you, at the end of the day... You're still on the course at the same time. You're only talking about a few people that you might be able to draft off. Um, but at the end of the day, they shouldn't technically be as good as the pros because they're not racing in the pros. So it shouldn't make that much difference. And there's no excuse for getting I'll beaten. i say it
0: doesn't happen too often. It doesn't happen too often. It, does, but, it rarely but, happens.
1: But if it does, the age grouper deserves that prize money, I think. Like I think mm-hmm. they deserve the prize money where you finish is what you get. Um, and if you don't like it, don't let an age grouper beat you like
0: let's um joe uh let's go over to the bullshit buster this week
1: the bullshit buster i've been ranting so much on this podcast yeah. like you you wait He's Get uh, me started. Yeah,
0: this and um, this is one thing that i really hate because i'm just scrolling on instagram you know i want to see either some fun stuff either some something like a nice like a nice car or something or um, like data, and I just hate it when someone comes up with something but doesn't tell the clue. So, for example, I tell, "Hey, what's up, everyone? Just did an every FTP test. It went like the best ever. You can't imagine, like, really great numbers, really awesome, big, 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 big numbers." Then, all right, what's the juice? Why is this a great? Why is this like a great, great result for you? You know, I, I think why is this a great result? The only thing that comes up in my head is.
1: <laughs> yeah because like
0: why wouldn't you post up any numbers doesn't it hate it's like, like it frustrate ad- you
1: i think it's like yeah it does frustrate me massively and it's like an attention-seeking thing isn't it it's like saying yeah i did a 200 and a 400 meter swim test amazing like can't believe i've improved so much big numbers yeah big big, numbers big big big, big. yeah but they're not saying anything it's like well if you're not going to tell us the juicy bit why even like tell us that you've you're pleased with how you've done the numbers
0: don't have to be big or great like it's all personal isn't it and if you can tell a story and this is what actually people will like is for example hey everyone last year i did an ftp test i had 180 watts and this year i did it again i had 220 a massive gain and then i'm thinking Hell yes. That's a big game. Yeah, it's like 15%, it doesn't have to percent, be big it, numbers you know, because it can all be personal, right? It can be like a low reading kilometer yeah. or whatever, but just not sharing numbers. It's like you're a little kid. Yeah. Christian Blumenfeld is in Strava. What are you going to do? Like pick his training or something? But like the thing is, it?
1: they're not even like picking people's training. They're just boasting about that they've had a big improvement, but then they don't want to share any of the details, which everyone wants to know because they know people are going to ask them, oh, well, what did you do? And it's like, well, if you're not going to tell us, then why even tell us anything to do with like a little bit you know that i'm really pleased with these numbers do you, think you know
0: it's got to do with insecurity insecurity something
1: like that insecure wanting people to ask them questions you know like attention seeking and um, i don't really know really it's just a bit it's just a bit strange and uh what also, about
0: what about being in stealth mode like not wanting to share data
1: yeah i think like i pe loads of people do it but i mean it's not like you can really copy anyone's training because even if you know what they're doing, like say the times and the paces they're hitting, you don't know what effort that is for them mm-hmm. and everyone's different anyway. Like, I mean, if you saw Rasmus Svenningsen riding at five hours at 320 watts. it could
0: probably be 360, 370 watts, for example. And he said he's gotten a massive aerobic engine and his um, VO2 max is actually quite terrible. So his max could actually be not as great whereas his aerobic engine could be 321
1: exactly so like if you're copying some that training and it doesn't suit you then you're just going to massively cook yourself so you need to think what works for you and also you don't know how hard that effort is for someone else so mm-hmm. you could be copying their numbers or what you think but you could just be working way too hard or even way too easy and actually detraining you know mm-hmm. it's nice to see what other people are doing i think and like to kind of like follow the journey, if you know what I mean, and like comment on there and stuff. That's what I like. It's all about the journey, man.
0: It's all about the journey. Had a massive run today, like really, really fast 2Ks, like really, really fast. So good 2Ks. What did you do? What was the juice? What was the, uh, just talk us a bit through the session. That's what we want to hear.
1: You know, you said actually um, about that, about what was my high of the week. I would say my high of the week actually was today, the swim set, what I did. Oh, right. Because that was probably like some of the best. We've been past this show. We've been through that. We've been through it. I missed it. it. I missed missed it. I missed it.
0: No, you can tell tell them real quick.
1: So it was a set, what I did. It was in Long Course Pool, and I've never done this set before. I was swimming with that Stephen Baylor. So this is a sotto set. This is like. Big, big, big Sato. It's a big one. I actually got in a, I almost got in a bit of a uh, a fight with a Sato coach in Kona. Do you want to know about, uh, about that?
0: Yeah, the, so, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, I was out in training in uh, Maui before Kona in 2019. I was on my uh, on my own and uh, I was rocking up to the pool and um, I'd, met, I'd spoke, messaged Camilla Pedersen, said, hey, do you want to do a swim set? She was like, yeah, she was with a Sato group. It's a really strange setup out there. Like they're all doing different stuff or the same stuff, but on different days. To, so they never really train with each other. So they're at the pool, and one person's doing a set. And then the next day someone else might do that set, but they're not really training together. Why wouldn't they do it together? I don't know. It's fucking crazy, but that's what it's like. Who knows? But anyway, so I messaged her and said, do you want to do a swim set? And uh, she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we the warm up was like 15 minutes. So basically do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was going to do a bit of swim, some drills and stuff. And then the main set was going to be like, 15, 200s, I think five at one pace, four at another pace. You know, getting a bit quicker yeah, yeah, each set yeah. with like descending recovery. So basically, by the time you get to the free 200s and two hundreds, the two two hundreds, and the one two hundred, getting harder and yeah, faster, faster and faster. You're pretty faster much recovery. building to max, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's the general gist of it. And uh, the coach said, "Are you giving him the swim set, Camilla?" And she said, "Oh well, you, you know he was gonna he was gonna join me. She said, you know he can't give you the swim set. I, you know you can't give him a subtle swim set." And I said. is she she serious? Like, is is she being serious or is she joking around? She looked at me like a bit like nervously like, no, she's, She's being serious. And I was like, really? She said, he's tried to get a Sato swim set the other day. He asked me for a Sato set. I said, I was taking the piss because I saw you there. I was joking around. I didn't give a shit if you gave me the set or not. Like,
0: I, I think that the coach was probably scared that that swim set was probably going to get you towards the front. Well, that's what she said. She said, well, that's being coached by him.
1: Yeah. She said, well, you know, she said, well, you know, you can't tell him that, you know, you can't tell him what kind of swim sets that they're doing. Brett won't like it if you do that. I said, I ain't even racing her in Kona. She's in she's in the women's race and I'm in the men's race. What are you worried about? You know? And uh that was my intro with a Sato coach. You know, it was a bit of a it got a bit spicy out oh, there. And I said, it- Don't worry, I'll do my own set then. So I didn't end up doing a Sato swim set. But today I did a Sato swim set. Um, it was a hundred off 135, then another one off 130, 125, 120. Then you did two of each, three of each, and four of each. But after the 121, the last 121. You go straight into the 135, so it was like no extra rest between the sets. And uh, it was quite a good set, actually. And I'll probably, uh, I'd, I did cheat a bit. I had Stephen Bayless in front of me, so I was kind of like getting a bit of a pull. But I'm going to do it in my pool back home and uh, probably use that as a bit of a benchmark session because I quite like that as a test set.
0: No, nice. Joe, that's a nice story.
1: Yeah, well, I hit good times. <laughs> for me, basically, I hit good times for it. I was managing to make all the 120 turnarounds long course pull. So and nah, it, it felt it, it comfortable, is, it, so I was it, quite pleased with that.
0: High is a high. High is a high. Anyway. No matter um, how small your high is. <laughs> exactly. A high is a high. Um, let's go over to the Instagram post of the week, shall we? Is that the car? Um, well,
1: Tom's got a few. He's got some really crazy ones. He's got some people okay. dancing with each other, like this smooth talking man. <laughs> the, the, He's got this. The uh, thing is,
0: the thing is, and you can't like really. This is a team effort, isn't it? Like, it's not just us. It's, it's we need help. We need help. We need from these all Instagram the dogs posts. out there to help us. And this week, everybody has been sleeping a little bit. We got stressed today. We've got stressed actually all week because we've got work to do. We're training loads. We can't be wandering <laughs> on Instagram all week. So we've got it's... some. But we have. Tom got sent me one, awesome one with like this
1: catfish that like nearly took this man out. It yeah. like, I, don't, I said to, him, I think it was a fake video. It was like this fish that looked like a shark that nearly. This guy was fishing, and all of a sudden, this massive one comes out. But I'm not sure if he's that. He's got a car where someone's bike falls off. Like, what one is it, Tom? Just quickly show me.
0: The Instagram post of the week is the video of that guy who's going for a little open water recce swim.
1: Oh, God. This is crazy. This is like, I'm guessing it's in Africa from the person's voice who's talking... And this would scare the shit out of you. Like this guy is swimming into the shore. He's
0: swimming. Well, at first he's coming in aerobically towards the shore, isn't he? Yeah. Finishing his 6K swim set off in the morning. He already did like a three hour bike probably in a 10K He's It's probably
1: hallucinating because he's not needing a wetsuit. So it's obviously flipping hot. He's probably been out there for a while. He hasn't had his salts and stuff like that. And he thinks he sees a shark or a crocodile or something. I have no idea what the hell this thing is that comes chasing him. Is it a crocodile, Tom? Yeah. Like, yeah, so he crocodile. comes swimming
0: in towards his mate. Like he just banked his 10k swim, and just before he gets on dry land, he's being attacked by a caiman. A what? Is isn't it like a crocodile or caiman?
1: I don't know. Kyman. I've never heard of a caiman, but a crocodile then. So he he gets attacked by this crocodile, and it takes a chunk out of him. Like you said, he had to go to hospital in in the end for stitches or something. He's very, very lucky anyway. Put yeah, it man, this way. Kaiman,
0: Kaiman crocodile.
1: Oh, It's right. so a Kaiman crocodile. Like, you can Google that and see it. it looks yeah. like a pretty mean thing. And it is really mean. This swim, and this thing swims fucking quick, doesn't it? Like it looking does at really it, quick. It like, like,
0: it wants to... It's Tom probably, thinks
1: these guys that go swimming with him, these little kids are quick. Well, this thing would wipe the floor of them yeah, the way probably. it comes bombing in.
0: And see, looking at the face of the crocodile, I probably think he is a runner or a cyclist that wants to ruin this tri-fleet's body.
1: Yeah, definitely. I reckon it's, I reckon it's like an angry cyclist. that has been like, you know, like you've, he's put- Anthony, he, he once he's,
0: rode his bike, fell in the water, changed into a crocodile because he's been in there for so long because he couldn't swim. Um, and then he saw a trifle. and he takes, ch-
1: yeah, and he takes chunks out of him. This crocodile is, yeah, I mean, we'll post it up, and you can have a look. But this
0: made me think about uh, uh, the race we did earlier this year. Apparently,
1: the, the alligators are more scared of you. We got told on race day, yeah. than, than you are of them. Which I find that hard to believe because if I saw an alligator, I would shit my and pants.
0: And the like. annoying thing was. You've got women in packs, and all that, but I'm still shit <laughs> at swimming. I was a lone survivor, <laughs> and, and it's like dusky as well. H- it, it wasn't was even mega light, dark, was that? so you had all the the real pros up in front, all together, protecting each other with the with the the KX and all that. And then you had all the age groupers shave on shore. It didn't start yet. And then you had the cheesy little tasty mozzarella. So the mozzarella. it out. It uh, was scared to death. And they would
1: have easily seen you because you were like your bright white skin. And, yeah, your bright white skin would have light lit Maybe up that's for him safety. because it was dark. What, what the hell it, is that?
0: Is that the moon?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically it was dusky. Tom was swimming by himself in there. And he was lucky that he didn't get attacked by an alligator. Like that's he, it. he narrowly escaped that
0: um anyway um this was it for the show for uh today this is weekend. a pretty
1: long one we're gonna end up getting fined on until we go over five hours of yeah, it, in a month. We, we yeah we need to like
0: chuck in some extra money for that <laughs> um anyway thanks for listening everyone and we'll hope to see you again maybe next week see you bye, bye.